All right, my friends, here we go. Podcast number 206. And as I mentioned last week, which was a late podcast, by the way, I apologize. I thought I'd try something different story-wise, story-wise. And I'm just going to put it out there a little bit. Uh, this one, you know, it's not explicit because I normally don't cuss that much, but the content is a little... Mm, a little adult based. I don't know how many younger people are out there listening, but I'm going to open up a little bit and uh, I'm just going to tell a story about uh, some really hilarious time times I've had in my past, which of course has been very checkered, very checkered. Uh, I only do good things now, but in the past... I have been known to party pretty hard, pretty hard. And uh, yeah, this this story's got a slight drug overtone. I don't do drugs at all. And right now I don't even drink coffee, you know. But uh, in the past, I did quite a lot. And I, in, a, in a not so funny anymore jokingly way, I usually tell people that I've done enough drugs to kill a small nation. And that's not really that funny, but there is some truth to that. And uh, so here's a little story. In 1990-ish, I moved to Seattle, Washington. Uh, grew up in Indiana, attended Indiana University. I think I was there for about three years. Uh, then I transferred out to the University of Washington in Seattle. But before that, I lived in Kent, Washington. And then I moved to Seattle. I had a great time in Seattle. I had a great <laughs> had a great time in Seattle in the early 90s, right? Uh, from 90, I think I lived in Seattle from 91 until 97. And uh, that was a great time to be in Seattle. Uh, the Emerald City was so alive and grunge had just hit it big. I, if I had showed up eight months earlier, I would have been seeing Pearl Jam and Mud Honey and Soundgarden and Temple of the Dog. Would have been seeing all those guys, all those bands uh, in the bars in Seattle. But I showed up a little late. Nirvana went national. Seattle was totally rocking. And uh, just seen a lot of great concerts living in Seattle living real free on my own, had a job in the Pike Place market and was just going to school and living life. And then, you know, there was like a dry spell of concerts. I can't quite recall what it was or why it was going on, but I just remember there weren't a lot of bands touring or they weren't selling out. That might have been the thing. Bands just weren't selling out. Could have been the high price of concert tickets at the time and I think Pearl Jam came out and said no we're not we're not selling concert tickets for more than $20 a pop or whatever regardless regardless of what the scene was musically the Grateful Dead had been selling out shows for years right now I wasn't a real big I'm not a real big Grateful Dead fan and I do have a story I told about going to see the dead in was it 1993 in Las Vegas, the year that lightning struck you? <laughs> yeah, people were passing out left and right. That's actually a great story. It's a great story. This is another one of those, um, 
one of those weird Grateful Dead experiences. So I had only seen about, I've only seen 13 Dead shows. And, and that's not a lot compared to the people that travel out, travel around with the Grateful Dead, right? The Deadheads. There was probably like 20 to 30,000 fans that just followed them everywhere. And they set up their own little city. When I was in Eugene, I mean, they even had street signs up in the parking lot that was like telling you which way to go and where, I mean, it was a micro city. Astounding. And then they even had food vendors. You really wanted to go to the place that had the hippie food vendors, right? Bigger than your head, burritos, this kind of thing. Man, so many drug-induced great experiences at the Grateful Dead shows. Cannabis, hash, opium galore. Not to mention the hallucinogenics, typically mushrooms and, and LSD, right? So um, we went we went to this dead show and it was in Eugene. Some some of the best dead shows I've seen have been in Eugene. Like I said, only been to thirteen, right? But they're usually a three day affair, right? It's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and usually Thursday night is building up. I mean, just really, just out there, wild spinners. I mean, things I had never ever. I could never even imagine at that time. And that 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 dead grateful dead those experiences kind of tipped me over into getting access to the Oregon Country Fair which was my first one in 1993 and I've been going basically every year since. Right? Uh but yeah, I just I I I'm just prepping this funky little story one time at some dead show. I can't remember which one. I can't remember. I just remember the crowd was going crazy over to my right. You know, and, and you got to keep in mind, there's 50, 60,000 people in the stadium. And the majority of them are on some kind of mind-altering substance, right? But I just remember all this commotion going on to the left. And then it, it looked like, like it looked like somebody was unrolling something huge, like, I mean, huge. It, it went down maybe 10 or 15 rows. Like, I could see it unraveling. And then, you know, then it started going across, right? Like, they opened up this giant sign. <laughs> it must have covered 200 people, right? It's amazing that they would all agree to do this spontaneously, right? But this sign opened up and it said, Let Phil sing. <laughs> I don't even know that much, right? But, dude, the whole place lit up, and then Phil started singing, and the whole place lit up again. Just, these are the kind of crazy things that you see at dead shows. And then, of course, the after party and all night long, and just people just getting way, way out there, right? So one thing that's real popular at dead shows is nitrous, right? The stuff that you get at the dentist office. Now, the stuff, of course, you get at the dentist office is cut with oxygen, so... It's only enough to kind of give you that funny little like, oh, I'm at the dentist's office. Hopefully they give me nitrous kind of thing. But when you're sucking nitrous, 100% nitrous from a balloon, yeah, that's a thing. And they call it hippie crack for a reason. <laughs> right. Now, I have friends that, that, that who's – I had a friend who's got a friend whose father was a doctor They are, are a, a dentist, and they would get access to these nitrous tanks, and they would make thousands of dollars, right, because they would just fill up – it's $20 a balloon, 
and there'd be people lined up as far as the eye could see to be buying hippie crack, right? To be buying nitrous. And it's, you know, it is, this is typically happening in the parking lot, right? Just an amazing experience. Like, yeah, the, the hippie crack scene, the nitrous scene is its own little sub scene, separate from a lot of the other drugs that are going on there, right? Because it's some weird, interesting pharmaceutical and yeah, it just, it's got a sound. It just is the sound of of high-pressure air being released, almost as the sound of an espresso machine, but much more powerful. Just this, like... You hear that at a show, people start running, right? And people are breaking out $20 bills galore because they don't call it laughing gas. <laughs> they don't call it laughing gas for nothing, man. I mean, and there'd be fields of people sucking on nitrous, laughing their ass off. It is... It is such the bizarre shift of reality. I mean, it's just really, yeah, it is funky, funky. And, you know, I've seen some amazing, some amazing things going into a dead show. And, of course, being in the show is like an experience you can only experience by going to a dead show, right? And kind of giving yourself to it. I'm not even a huge Grateful Dead fan, but I am a fan of the experience that's going on. And when they call it a show, there's something very unique and special that goes on there. And for those 13 times that I went, yeah, probably nine of them were just incredible, incredible. And then you see all types of dead shows, that's for sure, just all types. And I remember, <clears throat> took me 10 minutes to get here. Thanks for hanging with me. This experience, for me, was completely bizarre. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember which friend I was with. I can't remember which friend I was with. But we looked over, and we saw this totally hippified couple. Like, And I mean, like, full-on hippified, got no job other than to travel around with the Grateful Dead. And it looked like they'd been doing it for years, right? And they were pushing a baby carriage. And my friend and I at first were like, oh, look at that couple. That's so cool. They're, they're taking their baby into the show, which, of course, I've seen before, right? But then these guys look so giddy. I mean, like they look like something extra special was going on. And then it's so funny because I panned down at their... <laughs> I panned down at the <laughs> no, sorry. I panned down at the baby carriage because I really wanted to get a look at the baby. I really wanted to get a look at the baby just to kind of eyeball what was going on. And I started laughing so hard and my friend, I think it was Dave Davy. I'm pretty sure it was. Maybe. Hard to say, right? Hard to say. But I once I got a good look at the baby carriage, that wasn't a baby in a baby hat in the carriage, right? In the stroller? No, it was a nitrous tank dressed up like a baby. <laughs> no wonder why these guys were so happy. Like, they're about to have the nitrous experience inside the dead show. Now, whatever, however great the the nitrous experiences is in the evening, like after party, in the morning, whenever it is people are doing it, 
I can only imagine what it's like in the dead show. And then I, I looked at my friend. I was like, take a take a closer look at the carriage, at the stroller. And then both of us were just laughing. We were laughing so hard. And then the next thing we looked up and the this couple turned the corner a little bit and they just, just faded right into the crowd of Grateful Dead fans, deadheads. And they lost to the moment, like never, never saw them again. Of course, there's, you know, 50,000 people in the show. Stadiums packed. I, I can only imagine that these people and the people around them were having a most just, well, incredible nitrous experience, you know. And I say all this based on how I thought about it in the past. I mean, I don't. The last time I went to the dentist, I refused nitrous because I don't want to do that anymore. <clears throat> but they actually demanded that I do it because I'm so squirrely in that chair. I do not like the dentist's chair. Um, and I think ever since I had that just micro um, nitrous experience, I've just been thinking about it a little bit. And I even shared with my the, the woman that cleans my teeth, you know, that... Uh, Nitrous is called hippie crack for a reason. And I, 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 I certainly have 30 more great stories, whether you think that story's great or not, simply about just about nitrous at Oregon Country Fair and other festivals and uh, certainly a Grateful Dead shows, my friends. So I felt like I wanted to share that. My, my five, uh, four-year anniversary is coming up. I'm, I'm about to break into my fifth year of podcasting. And I wanted to try some different stories. I don't think I'm going to go too deep into some of the other crazy things. Well, many of the other crazy experiences that I've had in my life. I typically keep this podcast pretty clean. Uh, usually no drug references whatsoever. But yeah, that... That dead show was just astounding, yeah. But I might, I might tap into some really weird, crazy, quirky experiences that I've had. That you know, the only thing really related to one to ha to to having one hand is that I have one hand. So every experience I have is a one hand speaks experience. But usually, I want them to revolve around something directly related to that. However, I really felt the need to share that story with you all. And there it is, my friends. Okay, podcast number uh, 206, The Nitrous Baby. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Just I, I, I have never lost that vision of those people in that stroller and that nitrous tank and that baby carriage. Whoa. Let me tell you what, my friends. Let me tell you what. Okay. Keep the mask on, stay safe, be cool, and I'll check you next week. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.